Hello, I'm Josh Whittacombe. And I'm Rob Beckett. Welcome to Lockdown Parenting Hell, the show in which Rob and I discuss what it's like to be a parent during lockdown, which I would say can be a little tricky. So, in an effort to make some kind of sense of the current situation... And to make me feel better about my increasingly terrible parenting skills... Each episode will be chatting to a famous parent about how well they're coping. Or hopefully not. And we will be hearing from you, the listener, with your tales of lockdown parenting woe. Because, let's be honest, none of us know what we're doing. Hello, and welcome to Lockdown Parenting How with... And that was decent. That that was Emmy, who is a four-year-old, and according to the email from her mum, Izzy, is a complete psychopath who still eats and drinks anything she can find. Wow! She once drank half a bottle of Zoflora. Paramedics (laughs) said there was no way she would have drunk it, as it made the taste disgusting. But she burped linen fresh for nearly a week. (laughs) Oh, God. But my my two-year-old <laughs> ate half a tub of butter yesterday. Wow. We were watching, and she was just, like, pouring it in with her hand, and, like, like Winnie the Pooh with honey, and we thought she'll be sick, but she weren't. She just absolutely dealt with it. What a stomach. Maybe she'll be one of those competitive eaters in the future. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if you became, like, one of those competitive parents that you see, but with your daughter, like, yeah. like Serena and Venus Williams' dad, but with, it, with eating competitions. Pizza Hut buffet every weekend. Let's go, let's go, come on. <laughs> Slice it down, don't forget the pasta, don't forget the pasta, work on the crust, work on the crust. Um, Rob, <laughs> yeah, I should say, we get so much great correspondence. Um, we've got a uh, Ask Rob for your advice. We've got um, a parenting tip. We've also got uh, some emails about me being salty. But firstly, Rob, did you have a day out last Tuesday? Yes, I did. Why? What's happening? No, it's just someone who spotted you. Okay. I just want to say I listen to the podcast every week as a mother of a five-year-old and identify with your parenting woes. My favourite thing to date, however, is this afternoon, open brackets Tuesday, when I was walking into my local animal park just in time to see Rob coming past, pushing one daughter in a pram and herding the other on his way out. I've never seen someone looking so hot, bothered and fed up. I wanted to say hello, but thought better of it at that point. You looked like you were considering throwing yourself in with the tigers. Is that a fair summation of your day out? Do you know what, right? This is this may be a bit more serious, not as funny as, as normal, but I was having a lovely day. It was hot and they can get a bit, you know, what kids are like, running around not listening. And that was at the end of the day. And also... Quite weirdly, I did. It did feel like lockdown was really over that day because I went to this animal park and then I was. I had to go to the toilet and then he needed a number two. And I was doing a number two and I thought, I remember only a few weeks ago I was only allowed out for an hour a day. Now I'm having a shit at a zoo. <laughs> and I just thought, you what know, a treat! It, it really is easy, isn't it? When when that's happening, yeah. So I, this is what's happened, right? Basically, so I went to animal park and zoo, right? When I'm out and about, right. Um, when I'm with my kids, you know, if you come up to me and say hello, I'll have a photo. I'm not really. If she come up to me, that lady said hello and have a quick photo, it's fine. It's more tricky when you're with the kids because it's got when they're young as well, and you're dealing with them, and someone wants a photo, you have to go right. One, yeah. I normally say one minute, you wait there. I'll just go and park them over here and get in the queue for an ice cream or whatever. Then I'll come and have a photo, okay? But if I'm on my own, you see me ask all the time. You know, it's just more tricky with the kids. But there was people taking like little secret photos of me at that park. And then, and that which I, 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 you know, if you come up and say hello, I'll have a picture, it's no problem. But when someone secretly takes it, I find it so, 
You're so all you feel yeah. so exposed and a bit yeah, vulnerable. And yeah. especially it's even worse when they with you with your kids. And I don't put my kids up on the internet at all. I never have, not even privately, nothing's been up. And then someone sent me a photo going, Was this you? And it was like a photo of me and my, my children's faces. And it really, it really Ooh. sends me a bit. I find it really upsetting and like really uncomfortable that someone's yeah. taken a photo of my children without my permission or knowledge. It makes me go a bit, it makes me go a bit funny and I don't feel like I can relax. Really took the edge off you having a lovely shit, didn't it? I mean, I, I just before that, I'd one of my great the best outdoor shits I've had in 2020. <laughs> and all of a sudden. Such a shame. Yeah. So sorry if I was a bit miserable, but I'd always have a picture and a photo, but I've been sent a bit sideways. It's interesting when you're out with your kids and people come up to you because you're kind of like, I've really got a lot on here, mate. <laughs> yeah, that's the other thing as well. You're not, it's, <laughs> there's never a moment, is it? Like, Because how stressed does your kid get when they want an ice cream or something? And then yeah. you go, wait a minute. And then like, they've got no idea why people want to have a picture yeah, of me. Wait a minute. I'm just telling this man what Jimmy Carr's really like. Do you know? <laughs> oh, Rob. We need yes. your help. Go on, mate. The jingle, please. Don't be scared to use a device. The timeout step can be your ally. Don't be afraid to say no to your kids. No to your kids. No to your kids. No to your kids. It's okay to apologise as a parent. Apologise. 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 Never hit them, but don't let them think you won't. You're listening to WWRBD. What would Rob Beckett do? What would Rob Beckett do? Okay, this is from Steve Charlton. I'm looking for advice regarding how to win my children over after a recent culinary blunder. Since lockdown began, my children have only been able to visit a handful of times. To make their visit extra special, I decided to offer them a full Nando's experience. I'm not just talking the food. I went as far as going on YouTube for traditional Portuguese music. Moving my George Foreman grill into the living room so the kids could watch while I cooked their chicken. <laughs> Open kitchen! Open, Open kitchen! Open kitchen. Then they had to come up to me and order with some menus I'd printed out from nandos.co.uk. Oh, what a legend. The evening was a disaster. Five minutes in, the music caused a problem because I had to go back to the computer to skip the adverts. Furthermore, having the grill in my front room turned out to be a stupid idea because the kids were talking to me whilst I was trying to concentrate. <laughs> I generally require silence while cooking. Wow, silence! To top it off, when the kids ordered from the Nando's menu, I didn't have half the things they wanted. <laughs> Prego steak roll, please. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't realise my daughter had become a vegetarian during lockdown. Oh, no. She ordered the portobello mushroom and halloumi burger, for which I wasn't prepared. I thought Nando's was just chicken. Finally, they were really upset with me because although I thought I'd achieved a lemon and herb level of favour, it soon became apparent I'd achieved extra hot. <laughs> Kids didn't speak to me for the rest of the evening. I was especially displeased. This is a weird sentence. I was especially displeased as my son drank all the milk and I didn't have enough for cereal in the evening. In the evening? In the evening? Is that a typo? Or is Steve Charlton desperately near? I've got to have my bowl of cereal before bed. Yeah, it saves some time in the morning, isn't it? (laughs) Wow. I'm telling you this because they are reluctant to come back. Have you got any ideas for other theme lights for them that would be less risky i think the issue there is he's offered a full menu even the actual establishments even mcdonald's the most successful restaurant ever is offering a reduced menu 
Yeah. And he thinks he can bang out the full Nando, without any experience, the full Nando's menu. Um, I mean, even if you've got all the food in, the wastage after two people had just ordered what they want would be insane. I mean, if I was him, I'd just order a McDonald's off Uber Eats. Yeah, well, you know you've got a link up with that company, Rob. That, that's that's wide and clear. <laughs> I really want to do a McDonald's advert. I'd love that, me just in there. I bet you'd love it. It does very nearly the phrase, I'd love it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm nearly there. Um, I, I mean, I think really the thing is now though, it's all open. Why would you try and recreate something that's already there? Because I think when it's not open, you're given a bit of grace, aren't you? Well, he's and they're going. Oh well, it's not. As good he as said that. he's added other other ideas for theme night, so it doesn't have to be restaurant. It could be strictly Alton Towers or Fortnite are his three suggestions. Oh, Alton Towers theme night. How would you do that? I suppose you'd push them down the stairs on something. <laughs> Throw them off the roof. Throw them off the roof. Um, what we could do, you could do is, you could do, like, I always think Mexican's a good one because you just cook it all, leave it out, and they build it themselves. Yeah. And in that way, they can judge the spice. Basically, everything that's got Old El Paso written on it, buy it all. That's, that's how you do Mexican, isn't it? Um, Rob. Yes, mate. Do you have some salty emails? Yes, I've got some salty emails from you. What do you want first, the salted or unsalted? Let's have salted first. Oh, it's hard to finish on the salt, though, don't you? Oh, okay, yeah. I think it's nice. Well, basically, I've asked you what you want. And then you've not allowed me to have what I want. <laughs> right, okay, okay. We'll do salty first. Let's do salty first. You wanted it. Salty Widdicombe is the thing. This is from Sarah Williams. Um, Here's a salty Widdicombe story from my husband, Simon. For years, whenever I have seen or heard Josh Widdicombe on TV or radio, I've delighted in telling people that I met him once and he was really grumpy. It's comforting to know that I'm not alone. Wow. Wow, it's just like victims speaking out, isn't it? After like Weinstein and Saville. Yeah. For years, they were in, in the dark. <laughs> in fairness, it wasn't all Josh's fault. I met Josh when he compared for an awards night at an industry I worked in. Oh, the no. night was going well. Josh did a very funny stand-up routine and the awards were going great. Oh, My no. first encounter was when I was a recipient of one of the awards and I had to collect a trophy for him and pose for a picture. So far, so good. Also, to start with, Josh, these are very difficult nights for a performer. I've done these before. It's very tough. A lot of drunk people. You're trying to hold it all together. So it can be difficult to, to host. So I'm, yes. I'm in your corner so far. I, can I just also, can we have it put on record that I, I did do well in the stand-up set, which is... I've already narrowed this down to a small amount of awards. <laughs> yeah, so I think Josh knows this one off by heart already as, as the stand-up went well. <laughs> yeah. Josh has smashed the gig. He's wandering around with his massive big dick energy. After the awards and a fair few beers later, I spotted Josh at the bar waiting to be served. Right, so I don't get this, Josh. What was I doing still being there? Why are you still at the... You should be gone. Right, but you're still at the bar. There's a reason why you were there, apparently. Um, now confident we had some kind of connection and shared experience, I decided to go in for another chat with Josh. Josh mentioned he was staying in the area that night because the following day he was going to be best man at a wedding. Can you remember Oh, yeah, I remember gig? that. So was you staying in the hotel that you did the gig so in? So it, it was, I had a corporate in Birmingham, and then the next day I had I was, uh, best man at a wedding in Birmingham. So yeah. um, I stayed. And then I vividly remember this. It was in the Birmingham NEC, this oh. gig. And it was the Office Supplies Awards. Wow. And I thought, and I'd had a couple of drinks. Oh, at the start, my script, the, you know how they announce you on? Yeah. The voice of God in the script was, uh, this <laughs> This year's host is Josh Riddicombe, who has promised not to do what Brian Blessed did last year and outstay his welcome. 
Oh, God. So God knows what Brian Blessed had done. And you're sniffing anyway. around at the bar as well at this stage. But I imagine you've left the... I left the arena gig. So you left the NEC and then went to the hotel, but the people from the gig are at the hotel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanted a drink, so I didn't really know what to do. I ended up talking to a guy that supplied toilet rolls to offices. Oh, Josh, this is so depressing. What the fuck? You go to your room with a bottle what of wine. You what you say it's doing? depressing, Rob. Do you know what he said to me? And it stuck with me ever since. He said, all the people in here, everyone else, they could be replaced when it goes digital. Computers, you know, paper, whatever. Toilet roll, it's a job for life, mate. <laughs> People have got to wipe their ass, Josh. People have got to wipe their ass. That will never go digital. No. And if it look- does, God <laughs> help us all. That will never go digital. Amazing. Yeah. But surely there will be a machine that wipes your ass for you. Like some sort of, I think there needs to be some sort of tube that suction, that removes stuff. You know, like what they put in your mouth at the dentist? Yeah. That up your ass. Not the same one, Rob. <laughs> Give it a wash, but that, that <laughs> up your ass quickly. Suck out anything else knocking about, and then clean it all up. Yeah. That, but then, even if it was proven to do the cleanest job ever, you'd always have one white check, wouldn't you? One little white to check. You would, and that's why this guy is this guy from the awards is going to go on forever. So, what do I say to this woman at the bar? Yeah. You're staying there because you're yeah. Josh mentioned you stay in the area, best man at a wedding, and then she said, "Oh, pressure, a lot of pressure to be funny." When you do a best man speech in normal circumstances, especially for a comedian, the expectations going to be even higher. I quit, right? Which I know what you're like, Josh. You're a great performer, but you can it can get in your head at times. So your head's gone now. <laughs> I didn't need that. I didn't need Alex Ferguson coming up to me. That's what I fucking didn't need with his mind game. No. And what I'd say with comedy is, it's the best and worst job in the world. Because if you have a bad gig, there's another one the next night. But if you have a good one, you don't ever really want to have another gig. You just want to pretend that that is how you are as a comedian. And she's 10 minutes after the gig reminding you about an even tougher gig the next day. So basically, as soon as she said that, she's got in your head, bit of mind game, sledging. Josh's mood quickly changed, taking on the saltiness of a human packet of discos. He wasn't (laughs) amused. I quickly scanned the bar in search of a colleague to chat to instead. And I found a lovely guy drinking five bottles of champagne, screaming, toilet roll will never die. <laughs> I love the podcast. I should, do you know what? At the end of each, each salt email, I should apologise. Um, I do apologise for that. It's amazing that I remember that night so vividly, but I don't remember that conversation. But I, do you know what, though? I think... In your defence, Josh, I do think when we are you're on screen or when we do stuff as comedians, we're so full energy because that's the show, that's the thing, that you're never fully going to re- replicate that energy. So you're never going to look as happy as you are on telly or on stage because you're performing. And if you did have that same energy at the bar, you'd be mad. It would be insane yeah. if like someone come up to you like, hi, yeah, cool. And he started doing this. <laughs> it's not sustainable. So... Whatever you are, less than full energy looks like you're being grumpy, but you're not. You're just being, no. I get it all the time. If I'm not smiling, they go, what's wrong? I'm like, nothing. Well, I'm exactly. Fine. It's just because I'm not smiling. Uh, right. I've got, I've got a non-salty one, a nice one from you, Josh. Dear Rob and Josh, I teach at Josh's old school. And a few years ago, he came to do a gig in the old school hall to raise funds for the school. He definitely isn't salty as he tolerated a school tour for goodness how long from our ex-principal, even though he fucking went there for eight years. I added that bit. Um, he took the mick out of loads of his teachers. Mr. Dinney and Mrs. Morgan mostly, and it was a sold-out evening. And just last year, he sent a video to say happy retirement for his old teacher, 
even though he was quite possibly in hospital at the time. Were you in hospital at the time, Josh? Sending out uh, a happy uh, Possibly. I had my message. appendix out. Yeah, I had my appendix out. Yeah. I don't remember much of that, so maybe You're I did it a real it trooper high. you are. It doesn't get said enough, all this. Not many sorty people would do that. Um, I'm not going to lie, Rob. That tour of the school was one of the best experiences of my life. Going back through really? your old school. Yeah, just walking around where you haven't been for 20 years. Oh, it was a nostalgic hit like I've never had. It's so much smaller, isn't it? Yeah. I got asked to go and do a speech at my old school, but I've got nothing to say apart from I learnt nothing here. <laughs> They're trying their best. <laughs> but I learned nothing here. They're nice enough people. I learned no, I, everything I learned was when I left this place. Um, but they're trying their best. Good luck with your education. That's all I can say. <laughs> all I learned from that school was how to smell a fight. I can know a fight's kicking off twenty minutes before it does. I just got a nose for it. I'm like one of them, them dogs that can find like cannabis on anyone. I'm like I can sniff out trouble. <laughs> but I didn't learn anything at the school, so I couldn't go back and do a speech. There's a famous board at my school. Is there one at yours? No. Who else is on your famous board? Well, I wasn't on it. I don't even know if I am. But the three people that were on it were Tom Allen. Fair enough. Um, Charlie Clements, who played Bradley in EastEnders. Not bad, is it? <laughs> no, fair enough. Pretty pretty big deal. Uh, third one, the Funky Chicks. <laughs> the Funky Chicks. Oh, don't you know? They're on the famous board, so you should know, mate. <laughs> Not me, hosting the Royal Variety performance. The Funky Chicks have made an appearance. Who are the funky chicks? They are a South East London, Bromley-based kids entertainment duo. Wow. They sound good, actually. We should get them on. Lovely girls. Annie and Evie Moran. They're lovely. Lovely girls. But no no RB. No RB on the board. Oh, mate. Oh, that's a shame. Do you think we're the kind of male equivalent of the funky chicks? Is that our role? I don't think we're funky. <laughs> I don't think anyone is funky anymore. And, that, and you certainly can't describe yourself as funky, can no, you? No, the moment you describe yourself as funky, you, you are a square. If Noel Rogers said funky, I'd let him off. Did he go to your school? <laughs> that would, if he would, he wouldn't be on the board, would he? <laughs> Too many big hitters on there. Yeah, but anyway, your old teacher said you weren't salty at all. Lovely lad. And from the hospital bed was sending him happy retirement there videos. Go. There we go. One all. Keep your salty stories coming in. Rob, do you want a uh, bad parenting hack? Yes, please. Caroline Morrison. Hi, Rob and Josh. This was written before the Lorraine Kelly episode that was out on Tuesday. I'm looking forward to the Lorraine Kelly episode as her book on baby and toddler feeding kept me sane while my son was small and we were weaning. Which leads me to my parenting hack. If your child will only eat chicken, then tell him everything is chicken. Oh. Ham is pink chicken. Beef is brown chicken. Spaghetti bolognese is spaghetti with brown chicken. Sausages are chicken sausages. This worked successfully for several years. Wow. He just thought he was eating chicken for several years. They just said everything was chicken. Didn't help when my sister announced in front of him that he eats beef now, but he was four or five by that point, and we had enough ammunition that he liked all the foods we'd been feeding him. I would like to add he's now 15 and well-adjusted. That's a good tip, isn't That's it? That's a great tip. It's just chicken. That is a good tip. If anyone needs that tip, use it as you wish. Now, Rob, last week um, I discussed a cat doing a dirty protest in our house. Yeah, a strange cat, not your cat. And the stranger's cats that had been lured in by my daughter. This is from Holly Sparks. I was listening to your podcast. I mean, this isn't about parenting, but it is worth reading. I was listening to your podcast and Josh was talking about feeding the cat and it reminded me of the fox at my mum's garden. My mum has a fox that likes to shit on her garden ornaments. <laughs> she started to feed it as a bribe to stop it from doing dirty protests. The fox has a favoured dog ornament and it loves to shit on the dog's head. The dog is at the front door, so anyone who visits is greeted by a stone dog with a fox shit on its head. 
As soon as the dog is cleaned the next morning, it has another shit on its head. My mum has now resulted in giving the fox dinner every night. Last night, he had a jacket potato, chicken breast and bread and has done no dirty protest since. That's a better dinner than I had. That's an unbelievable dinner. Is he going to the nursery that my daughter's at? <laughs> well, it's a carby dinner though, isn't it? What kind of fox has a slice of bread after a jacket potato? In my head, it's a huge dog statue and, and it's like a kind of perfect herd, like a kind of quiff <laughs> on top of its head. Josh, I'm very excited. We now have an address for people to send us stuff. Oh, yes, please. So basically, if you want to send us anything, like any pictures or correspondence or letters, old school, postcards or stuff your kids have done, what other stuff do you want sent over, Josh? Art, draw it, because I, I really enjoy the, the, the kids saying our names, but if the kids wanted to draw us... That would be really good. And then we could have them come in. Oh, yes. And then we could put them on our, our new Instagram account. Yeah, we're going to get an Instagram account. Once we've got some content for it. Um, that would be fun. But, yeah. you know, bad art your children have done. Do you know what, Rob? I'll give you an idea. We're also um, we're putting on our Instagram account pictures that people have sent in. So if you've got anything you want to send to us, it's P.O. Box 76748, London E99DW. Also, like, products, and not that I'm trying to get free stuff, but stuff you want us to try, which might be quite funny for the kids. Yeah, parents and um, products. We could do that. But I'm not looking for freebies, but I just it, it might be quite funny content. But if you want to send us stuff, I'm, this is not like a pathetic attempt to get a free fucking chair, <laughs> by the way, listeners. <laughs> if I want a chair, I'll buy a fucking chair. But if you've got some weird products for kids, let us know. We can try them out on our kids and see how it goes. Yeah, we're willing to use them as testers. <laughs> so... Other things we'll put on our Instagram if any of our emails have photos that help. So, um, for instance, this is from Lauren Lennon. I've attached a picture of something that sent me over the edge. It was my milk tray moment. And all because the lady loves milk tray. So I'm just going to send you the picture of what she found in the kitchen. And she said this was what sent her to her milk tray moment. Now... I think this is one of those things where, you, you know, you think it'll be the big things that really mess with you. But sometimes it's just it's just the subtle, little annoying things that send you over the top. Oh, that's unacceptable. <laughs> okay. Someone's put a banana peel on top of a food-only waste bin that would, I'd say, to open and drop in would take less than <laughs> half a second. Like, it's actually the same effort of laying it on top than picking up the lid and dropping it in. Yeah. That is unex. Oh, that's 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 infuriating me already. <laughs> what an arsehole. That will go on our Instagram. I'd put it on their pillow. I'd put it on their pillow. <laughs> that's what um my wife's mum, when uh, my wife was a teenager, and it was her job to do the washing up, right? And she didn't do the washing up, and her mum just went and put it all on her bed, put all the washing up on her bed. Oh, that is a huge. Huge power move, though, isn't it? Huge power move. I would never have the guts to do it. I don't think I could do dishes, but one banana, I'd just stick it on a bin. But then then, then, what then what happens? What is the next step? What you want them to do is put it in the bin, isn't it? Right? But what if they put a banana skin on your pillow? You've got to go up a level, like pineapple <laughs> in the duvet. You've got, you can't leave it at that. And then it turns into a big banana jewel. Before you know it, you've got fruit salad in the bath, a full bath of fruit salad. <laughs> Um, that is so unacceptable. Just it's just an absolute kick in the. T- that's worse than like running up a phone bill or coming in drunk. That is just a real fuck you in your bin. Fuck you in your bin. 
Um, what is our PO box, Rob? PO box seven six seven four eight London E nine nine DW. So send in all your old school correspondence to there, or you can email us hello at lockdownparenting.co.uk. Thank you for listening, everyone. Um, Josh, I hope you have a better week next week. Me too. Me you've too. Been stressed this week. It's always everything's a phase. These things always last a very short time. Yeah. But when you're in the eye of the storm. <laughs> I felt like I was saying that to myself more as a kind of, like, <laughs> I go, you'll be fine. It'll be all right. Right. Well, thanks for listening. Don't forget to um, subscribe um, and a, a like. You don't have to like. It's not YouTube, is it? Just subscribe. Review. That's it. You love a review, don't you? How many reviews we up to? Yeah. We smashing up the reviews? Nearly four and a half thousand. We were number two last week for a bit. Yeah, back up to number two. Oh, Desert Island Discs has turned up again. Ugh, 50 oh, years of history. Oh, piss off, Laurel Laverne. We don't need you turning up with your 50 years of episodes do you think i don't think either of us are desert island discs fair rob do you know what i'll just do i'll just do you know because they want it all to be like quite emotional I'll just like, yeah uh come on eileen love that one absolute banger uh stuck in the middle of you fratelli's absolute tunes just everything's like yeah i like this one on a night out and then the, then the host cries and not the guest um josh who have you got next week chris ramsey i'm not gonna lie the king of podcasts. Oh, at the moment, yeah. we're coming for you. We're coming for you, Ramses. Um, yeah, comedian, dancer, podcaster. Comedian, dancer, podcaster. Yeah, I mean, it's he's a triple threat. I don't think you need anything else once you've got oh. those three in the bag. Oh, it's, it's an old school, isn't it? He could do do a song at the end. Can he sing? Rosie can sing. Yeah, Chris would have a hundred percent been the tree on the Masked Singer if he could sing. That would be perfect for him. I'm calling this out. I reckon Chris and Rosie Ramsey will do a duet for a Christmas number one at some point. Okay. I'll take that. 20 quid. That's, I'm calling that now. 20 quid. Yeah. yeah. Done. Anyway, listen to the podcast on Tuesday. It's very funny, man. Bye. Bye. Bye.